This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. I mean, stop singer. Toss on up the first in time to get seven. Three-run homer. Robinson Cano off the lefty specialist, Fernando Abad, and the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye baseball. Straight away center field. Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the king, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven. Scoreless innings. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. All right, welcome back. Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Thanks for being here once again. Two games have been played since we spoke last, and one of them, uh, a really nice win for the Mariners, starting off the A's series with a victory. The game last night will go in depth on a disappointing, heart wrenching result, but an incredible individual effort. James Paxton. Man, what a great pitching performance. So we'll dive into that as well. We'll hear from Ryan Healy coming up. Shannon Dreher, a nice discussion with Ryan Healy. He's facing his former team. So we'll hear from him in just a couple of moments. But a great start to this series. The Mariners winning 6-3 to three in Game 1. It was Nelson Cruz coming up big for the M's. Triggs from the belt, delivers the Cruz, swing and a fly ball, deep to left center field, going, going, goodbye baseball, a Cruz missile, into the pen out in left center field, Nelson Cruz, a three-run home run, and the Mariners take the lead, 4-1 to one over the A's, here in the bottom of the fifth on Nelly's sixth home run of the season. Offense again, coming up big, D. Gordon, Five hits in the game. Here's the stretch. He stays this time. Next offer. Swing and a ground ball to the right side. Diving. Lowry can't get to it. Base in the right field. Gamble running second. Heading for third. He'll make it up with the ball is Pinder. The throw into second. And tonight, D. Gordon goes five for five. His fourth single along with a double back in the third. What a night for D. Gordon. And the defense was really solid in the ball game as well. Swinging a ground ball down the third baseline, reaching long to his right. Seeger's got it backhand, throw to second for one. The relay to first in time for two. Holy smokes, what a double play. Started by Kyle Seeger, way to his right, behind the bag at third. Backhanded stop, a perfect throw to Robbie Cano at second to get Olsen. And then Robbie fires a bullet to Healy. In time to double up Chapman, a 5-4-3 double play. Two outs for the A's, and what a start of the double play by Seager at third base. So in the end, the Mariners win 6-3, game one of the series, which led to game two, Mariners and A's. And it was obvious from, I think, the first pitch of the ball game that James Paxton had something really special going. Nearly an immaculate inning to start things. He was one foul ball away 
One strike away, and Lowry fouled the ball off and then ended up with a base hit. But Paxton still strikes out the side in the first inning. And it was remarkable. He had seven Ks through three, and it was just one after another. In the fifth inning, he set his career high. And the one-two pitch swing and a miss for strike three and a new career high for James Paxton. For strikeouts in a ball game, there is strikeout number 11. And there's only two outs here in the top of the fifth inning. He struck out the side in the first, two strikeouts in the second, two in the third, two in the fourth, and now two more here in the fifth. 11 strikeouts for Paxton, a new career high. Way to go, Big Maple. How about that? 31 swings and misses in the game, and he just kept racking up the Ks. Two balls, two strikes. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. That was filthy. The cutter that disappeared on Davis. He cuts through. Punch out number 13 for James Paxton. A career high. And he has blanked Oakland through six. 13 strikeouts through six innings. <laughs> it just His strikeout totals just kept going up and up and up. Here comes the one-two. Strike three called sizzling over the inside corner at 98. Chapman, a spectator, strikeout number 14 for James Paxton. He extends his career high. And he would nail down a brand new career high. 16 strikeouts for the game. Two balls, two strikes, two on, two out. Paxton, his 2-2, swing and a miss. He did it. 97, crackling right on by Smolinski. Down he goes, strikeout number 16, a career high for James Paxton. They're on their feet here at Safeco Field, a standing ovation as the A's have gone scoreless through seven innings. Big game here for James. What a night as he has dealt. Incredible night. He was unbelievable. Goes seven innings, no runs, a career high, 16 strikeouts, one of the highest strikeout totals in Seattle Mariners history. An unbelievable night. And here's what James Paxton said after the game. Uh, yeah, just as far as approach. You know, I was just working on trying to get ahead of guys, and I did. we did a good job of that today. And uh, just putting the way. You know, I had probably the best fastball I've ever had in my career today, and uh, it was jumping. So we were using the top of the zone, and guys were swinging right through it. What did you have to tell yourself to just keep going after them and just be pitches and these strikeouts and be as aggressive as you were? Yeah, it was, it was just that. You know, it was as simple as stay aggressive. You know, it was uh, going right after them, not trying to be too perfect in the strike zone, um, and just using the big part of the plate and, um, yeah, just getting after it. At what point did you realize that fastball was what it was? Did you feel it in the bullpen? Was it the first inning when you almost went through nine pitches? When did you know that, okay, I got a little more on this today? Yeah, it wasn't in the bullpen. I I think it was that first inning. You know, I kind of found my delivery there, and I could tell right off the get-go that the ball was coming out pretty good. So in that case, is that a a mechanical thing or just the way that the delivery was tonight? Yeah, it was just really smooth tonight. You know, the the rhythm of my delivery and then the explosiveness at the end. I had really good extension uh, on my fastball tonight. It was just, uh, had a lot of life at the end of it. Was there a possibility you were going to pitch in the eighth inning? Or did you know as soon as you walk out that was that was a good game? Um, 
you know, I think that uh, I had a feeling. You know, our bullpen's been so good. You know, Nicasio and Diaz have been unbelievable. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that they're going to continue to be unbelievable for us this year. So I kind of had a feeling that was going to happen, um, that he was going to go to the bullpen there. Um, you know, at some point, hopefully, I'll be able to uh, get deeper and, uh, you know, use less pitches and get deeper in the game there and maybe, you know, go past that pitch count. But, uh, you know, I, I totally understand uh, the decision. Howie, did you have a sense that the way this season is going that this was coming, that maybe uh, start by start that you were maybe inching a little bit closer, maybe not 16 strikeouts, but just in terms of sort of where you wanted to be at this point? Yeah, it's something I've been I've been working towards, you know, and uh, you know finding my rhythm and de- my delivery, and it kind of clicked tonight. Uh, so yeah, that was that was really good. Scott was saying like you know you, obviously you got a lot of strikeouts, but it kind of it's always cut off at ten, and he was kind of waiting for something like this. Were you waiting for something like that too? Yeah, for some point, for some reason, I uh, wasn't able to get past ten for the for the longest time, and uh, tonight finally blew past it. <laughs> I love the single and the walk in the seventh, but how were you feeling after that? I, I was feeling good. You know, I think that if I had uh, not walked that guy and kept my pitch count below uh, 100, I would have been back out there. You know, so that was that was unfortunate. Um, just kind of lost the handle on that 3-2 fastball there and kind of pulled it a little bit. Um, you know, if I, had, if I had gotten him out, I think I probably would have had a chance at the eighth inning. How much did this start prove to you what kind of pitcher you are and can be in this league? It just it gave me a lot of confidence, you know. It kind of, um, as far as the game plan goes and how I work hitters and stuff and uh, everything, it was it was a big step forward for me for me tonight. What were guys saying to you in the dugout? Were they giving you praise in the middle of the game? Or just kind of uh, no, the guys were just leaving me alone uh, during the game. They didn't uh, didn't talk to me at all, um, you know. But afterwards, the guys were saying how awesome and how fun it was to watch, and that uh, you know they'd never seen uh, guys swing through that many heaters and stuff like that but uh yeah they, it was it was cool how different is that game plan um for me i was just trying not to be so perfect you know i think early in the season i was trying to be perfect hitting the corners and stuff and uh just being more aggressive early in the count getting uh in you know pitchers counts you know oh two one two is really important for me you stay more with like, more fastballs today obviously I mean, when did you kind of realize hey i can just, I can just stick stick with that yeah, I think because my fastball was so good today and I was kind of moving it around at the top of the zone, I knew that I could throw a lot of them. Um, I didn't have my curveball early, um, you know, to slow the guys down, but my fastball is so good today I didn't really need to slow them down. Uh, I did throw some uh, some cutters, sliders, whatever you want to call it, uh, at the bottom of the zone to just kind of give some, give them something else to think about, you know, but I think they're, they're all going up just looking straight heater. Um, and I was able to, um, you know, put it in good enough spots and had enough life on it to get him out. So that was James Paxton after the ball game. I mean, you look at the most strikeouts in a game. Randy Johnson, of course, uh, 19 strikeouts two different times. He racked up 18 as well. And James Paxton now ties Randy two more times with 16. Mike Moore and Mark Langston, those are the top strikeout games in Mariners history and we saw it at Safeco Field last night as he was sensational. Mariners take a 2-0 lead into the eighth inning. Unfortunately, Jed Lowry, who's been really a problem for everyone in the American League so far, hits a two-run home run. Edwin Diaz gives up a solo blast, and the A's 
get the win last night, 3-2. to two. It was a game where the Mariners led 2 nothing. the way the bullpen has been. It looked like a special night was going to be finished off in grand fashion. Instead, the A's get the victory. Here's Scott's service after the game. Oh, yeah, very impressive outing by, by Paxton tonight. Uh, you know, start there, and unfortunately, we weren't able to get him, get him the W. Uh, but really, from the, from the get-go, it's as lively a fastball as I think I've ever seen Paxton have. So, uh, you know, definitely a great outing by him. Um, you know, he had all the pitches working, but it was the fastball. It was just so dominant tonight. And, you know, got ahead in the, in the count early down the zone, elevated late. Uh, the punch outs just started racking up, and it was fun to watch. It really was. I thought, uh, you know, where we were at in the ball game there, you know, he threw, I think, 25 pitches in his last inning out there. Uh, you know, and Juan and, and Eddie have just been awesome. You know, since the start of the season, you know, they, they had a little hiccup tonight. And that does happen once in a while. Again, uh, we had some chances, obviously, offensively, put some pressure on them late, you know, in the seventh, had the base load in the eighth, and again in the ninth. Uh, we've been so uh, consistent of keeping those rallies going, and we have come up with big hits here recently. You know, it just didn't happen tonight. So, uh, you know, we're playing good baseball. We really are. Uh, I'm really happy where our ball club's at. Um, you know, got to get after it tomorrow against a tough pitcher. Uh, they'll run Manaya out there and, and hopefully win the series. What's the most you could have stretched Paxton out to tonight, pitch count-wise? He threw 105 pitches tonight, and I thought he was outstanding. Pumping strikes about us. Oh yeah, it was very, it was, it was great. You know, there's a when you're striking up that many guys, um, and he's actually doing it very efficiently. Um, I think you know, talking about where he was at, um, you know, he started, I think, uh, he started the seventh with 80 pitches. Um, and, and I think at that point, in my mind, I thought we were in, in great shape. But, um, you know, making the change when we did, uh, I thought he was taxing it. The only walk he had all night I was there with two out in the, uh, in the seven. So, you know, again, uh, Juan and Eddie have been just outstanding for us all year. Just didn't, didn't get it done tonight. How much, how much do you have to have in your repertoire to strike out that many hitters and to go through the lineup that many times? It's, 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 it's amazing. Um, you know, they, they know he's just coming after them. You know, with the fastball, but you know, Pax has got some deception. He's got a really, you know, a steep angle, um, and just being able to locate it down early, up late, going back and forth with that's that's a good hitting ball club over there. Um, they do swing the bat, and certainly they have power. We saw that later in the game, um, and to be that dominant at this level, it's pretty amazing. Basically, with one pitch, you know, the the, the slider. He threw some good sliders or cutters here uh, for a few of the strikeouts, but it was predominantly the fastball tonight. Maybe even a little bit more impressive the fact that that's a lineup that knows him, that's seen him regularly pretty often but to not be completely fooled by him and still have him rack up that sort of a nice yeah there was there was no secrets uh, they knew what he was going to throw and, and he knew what he was going to throw and just overpowered him uh, which doesn't happen very often in this league you know those are the best in the world uh, with the bat in their hands and uh, he like dominant as i've seen him 16 strikeouts you know it was it was awesome to watch is this something that you felt like was lurking in him i mean we, we he's, he's had great performances before but just to completely overwhelm something is that is that something that you've kind of been waiting for yeah i've looked over you know and, and pax will have games where he's rolling along and he's striking guys up it's always 10 10 10 10 i was shocked that he never got more than 10 and you know seeing it tonight i mean he had 10 in about the fourth inning before it seemed like um so you know just to, to bust through that and and you know, it's about winning the game, and I know he's disappointed he didn't get the W tonight. He did his job.
Uh, that's about all you can ask from from any type of pitcher. But that certainly was a uh, kind of a, a busting right through, and and he's got that kind of stuff. Uh, not consistently go out and do it. You know, that's what we need from him uh, to ultimately get where we want to go, and that's getting the playoffs. You say that he has that stuff, and he's had. We've seen him with that stuff before, but to blow by ten in that way. I mean, how much of that is a mindset, and he's going after guys? Oh no, definitely mindset. He, he's he's like a lot of those strikeouts were three pitch strikeouts tonight. It wasn't like they're deep in the count, a lot of foul balls. He was just overpowering them. And, uh, you know, the, the spin rate on the ball that, that Fax is, uh, you know, Pax is firing up there tonight. When he elevates it, it's really hard to get on top of it. I don't care if they know it's coming. You know, I was, how do they miss that? It, it's so different. And it's got such a high spin rate on it. It stays at the top of the zone. And, you know, um, it was special tonight. It was just a couple of, of batters. But what did you see in those two at-bats from Juan that, that Joyce yeah, Wanden, you know, he's been very consistent, kind of getting the ball where he wants to. Um, he fell behind um, to Lowry. Lowry's having a off to a really good start. Uh, very dangerous guy in their lineup. He's been driving in a lot of runs. Uh, he's got a, a ball in a bad spot. You know, fell behind 2-0. Um, you know, I think he tried to get the ball in on him, and it didn't happen. He, he drove it out of the ballpark. Eddie, uh, I think with the, the ball that Decana hit, the ball just ran right back over the middle of the plate. It wasn't where he was trying to throw it. Um, but again, he got behind the count and, and made a mistake, and they, they jumped on the fastball. Since it is the first hiccup for Eddie, do you need to talk to him, or is he has he shown that he has matured and is a, a player that can just kind of handle it and move on? Yeah, Eddie's, you know, uh, he, he's he's fine. You know, he'll go after him. He'll be out there tomorrow night if we have a lead. And, you know, that's, that's the, one of the things you have to have as a closer is a, a very short memory. You have to wipe it and get in the shower, clean off, come back tomorrow, fresh slate, and, and go from there. he got great stuff. He's off to a great season. Start this season, I have no worries with Eddie. Yeah, Ryan swung the bat outstanding tonight. Uh, was right on a uh, number of balls, a big home run. Uh, good at bat against uh, their closer late, which is great to see. So uh, he is. His timing's getting better. C controlling the strike zone better. He's hunting his pitch. He's getting it, and he's not missing it too often. There it was. That was the skipper after the ball game. Uh, James Paxton now among the American League leaders in strikeouts. He has 60 on the season. He's behind just Verlander and Cole right now in the American League uh, with less innings pitched so far against those two. I mean, consider Kluber, for example, 52 innings, 53 strikeouts. Paxton, 38 innings, 60 strikeouts. One of the best strikeout rates in baseball. Mike Zanino, his catcher, talked about it after the ball game. How's for that tonight? Um, what was that like kind of working through that? It was, seemed like he was just we're back, and here it is, trying to hit it. Yeah, not much working on my part, man. I feel like I could put down any finger. Um, you know, it's just one of those. That, that's the type of stuff he has. Um, they're, they're very aggressive tonight, so he's able to uh, get strike one and two rather quickly. And uh, when he can do that, keep his pitch count down, I mean, that's that's the stuff he can do. I mean, we all know he has swing and miss stuff, and he showed that today. He said that he felt like he realized the fastball was as good as it was probably in the first inning there. Is yeah. that when you kind of realize that it was had that sort of life to it as well right? yeah um obviously they were extremely aggressive in the first uh fouled a couple back on the first pitch but uh, as he kept climbing the ladder a little bit he was able to pitch at the top of the zone really well um he was just continuing uh, to work ahead with it and then being able to put guys away and uh, i mean if he can control his fastball like that the life he has um and he's able to strike guys out what is that just like as an experience when you're back there and watching a guy work like that and having that sort of yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I mean, obviously today was a little bit different. I mean, uh, 
you know, this fastball command was so good. It was this fastball was dominant today. Uh, when I caught Felix in, in Tampa when he had 15, you I mean it was a lot of off-speed stuff, and that was just devastating that day. But it, it's fun when you have one pitch going, and uh, you can ride that out and, and just ride it as long as you can throughout the game. Guys left a few guys out there on base today. How, how tough is it to not get those couple more that you were, were sitting there for you guys offensively? Yeah, you know, it's, it's tough with that outing. You know, and it's tough. Uh, I mean, we, we really grinded in that, that ninth inning. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, Eddie and the Cots have been great for us all year. You, you want to come back and pick them up. Um, it's baseball. So it's going to be nice to, uh, you mean, come back out tomorrow, regroup, and, uh, you mean, hopefully have the bats ready. How deflating is it for a, an offensive player? And I'm sure you've been on the other side of the coin there where another guy is dealing. Mm-hmm. Maybe not to that extent, but when someone's on a roll like that, how deflating is that for a hitter? Yeah, you mean, it's one of those where it, you're, you're trying to just scrap something together, yeah. you know, and that's that's one of the things. And, uh, I mean, he didn't make many mistakes today. And, uh, you mean, they, they had some good at-bats later in the game, but, I mean, he didn't give them anything today. And that's that's the toughest part. As a, you mean, opposing hitter, you just try to find one well, one flaw in there, and sometimes guys don't make them. I asked Scott this too, but that's a lineup that knows him. It's like yeah. there's not exactly going to be much mm-hmm. secret there between that. Is it even more impressive to see it against that instead of a team that you maybe see you yeah, I think that speaks to his stuff. I mean, his stuff is so dominant when he's on, and uh, it's one of those things where he can get away with, just like I said, with that one pitch. Uh, I thought his cutter was great today, uh, mixing the curveball throughout to keep guys off balance. But, I mean, if he's executing his pitches, no matter who he's facing, I mean, it's tough to hit 96-plus at the top of the zone. That was Mike Zanino in the clubhouse after the ball game. So, this is what's tough. The Mariners trying to win another series, and this one's not going to be easy. Now they face Sean Manaya, who has been sensational this year so far. Wade LeBlanc will get the start for the Mariners. Just uh, some thoughts on Manaya here. 4-2, and two, a 1.03 ERA, uh, the leader in the American League in ERA. Six starts so far, 43 innings, just 20 hits allowed, five earned runs, four home runs. Of the five earns. He's just, teams are not stacking up hits against him. There's have not been base runners against him. A 0 whip, a 134 batting average against. He has been, if not the best pitcher in baseball, certainly one of the best pitchers in baseball. And oh, yeah, he already has a no hitter as well. No hitting the Boston Red Sox. So this is not going to be an easy one as the Mariners look for the series win against the A's. They try it. They've just been able. They've been so good at winning series this year. The Houston Astros, the only series that they have lost. So they'll try and continue that. Mariners, to their credit, I mean, they have faced some of the best in the American League so far, and they've beaten some of the best. They've gotten a win against Kluber a couple times against Carrasco. So they'd like to roll out that formula again tonight in beating Sean Manaya. One of Manaya's former teammates, Ryan Healy, Shannon Dreher, a nice conversation with the former Oakland Athletic and now Seattle Mariners first baseman. You know, watching baseball for, you know, two weeks, you know, I've never missed something so much in my entire life, you know, really, it makes you not take things for granted. Um, you know, the health that I've had most of my career, you really don't, don't even think about until you get hurt. So, you know, having that reflecting period was nice for me to be able to, really embrace where I'm at and the opportunity that I have here. So that's kind of the attitude I'm trying to take. And what did it mean to you to be able to get those big hits right when you came off of the DL? Yeah, whenever you can contribute and help a team win, it's huge, especially me being a new guy here. I'm trying to show all these guys what I can do, all the fan base what I can do. And, you know, the first seven games didn't really go as planned accordingly, personally for me. But, you know, the reboot that I had and be able to come back and, in my mind, start fresh, um, 
really excited about the way that things have been going so far. What did you kind of observe about this team? I mean, you were kind of you were left behind when they went on the road. You had an opportunity to watch them from afar. It's just such a, a professional team, you know, from so many different assets of the game. It's everyone just does everything really well, and that's that's what a winning team does. You know, obviously, I haven't been on a playoff caliber team at the major league level, but you, know, you, you imagine this is kind of what it looks like. It's guys that take care of their job um, day in and day out. Um, so that's just kind of the example they set and the, what I try to follow every day. Who's someone who's really helped you out? You know, I hate to admit this, but Kyle Seeger has really helped. Don't tell him I said that, please. But start to think he's paying people to say that. Yeah, please, please don't tell him I said that because I'll never hear the end of it. But he's been so good to me. He's really a player that I try to emulate. He is so consistent um, with what he does day in and day out, see every season. Um, that's someone that I really strive to be like. So I definitely um, try to watch what he does a little bit closely, um, pick his brain when I can. So um, definitely him. I'm having a ton of fun watching this infield, the plays that these guys are making, and then to see you over at first base just kind of locking it down and, and taking care of things. That double play last night, how did that kind of, how, how did you see that unravel, not unravel, evolve, I guess? It was unbelievable. I, I almost told Robbie to eat it thinking that Chapman was going to be safe by a mile, and all of a sudden that ball was in and out of his glove so quick with a strong throw. I was like, oh, my God, he might be out. And after catching it, I remember thinking, I can't believe they just turned that double play. So it's, it's really fun to, to not only be a part of it, but to watch that stuff live. It's funny because Chapman put on a show the last time they were here, and Kyle, those things kind of get under his skin a little bit. I'm sure he enjoyed that. Yeah, Chappie's not afraid to steal some hits from guys, so the fact that we were able to give him a taste of his own medicine, uh, it was nice to see. What are the strengths of this infield? The veteran leadership, to be honest, the guys know what it takes to play at this level and play successfully. Um, you know, every day they come out and they give the best effort they can, and um, they really do it well. You know, from you know top to bottom, it's really, really fun to be a part of. Gene Segura has an absolute rocket arm. What is it like to be on the receiving end of that? You really got to make sure you don't catch the ball on the palm because, especially the cold weather that we've been playing in thus far this season, it really doesn't feel good if you miss the <laughs> miss the web. So. Um, no, he's, he's great. From wherever he's throwing it from, you, you always expect a good throw from him. So uh, fun to watch him play. Half the time it seems like he's throwing from one knee, too. Yes, he's not afraid to throw off balance, um, <laughs> spinning around in circles, whatever it is. But he, he gets the job done very well. We saw you in the winter. You came for a lot of the caravan and stuff. Uh, you said you're a California guy. You love the Pacific Northwest. How's your first month here been? Man, it's it's really fun looking looking forward to coming home after a road trip. I'm excited to get back to the city. I'm excited to get back to my apartment, and I'm excited to get back to the stadium. So, for me, that just kind of makes the the home field advantage that much that much more real. Well, it's been great to see you here. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you very much. See you later. Okay. Picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.